Okay, fellas. Week four is over. And, uh, yeah, uh, it was a good week for a lot of, uh, of teams. Um, uh, I broke 100. Um, uh, luckily, that happened. But um, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that y'all had better fantasy weeks than I did. So uh, give me a little recap. How'd your weekends go? Tell me about your fantasy team, something notable. Uh, rag on uh, Kevin, CJ, Brian. Because Brian's not here with us right now. It's actually just Andy, John, and D. Three amigos. <laughs> Tell me about your teams, guys. <laughs> so, look, we had the we had the big one-two matchup this week this past week uh, between myself and Robbie, and 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 the the stack team won. You know, so congrats, Robbie. Your team did it again. You're undefeated still. Uh, I put up one twenty-four, and I still lost because Robbie put up one forty-five. Um, and it, what really drives me crazy is that. He really just had two big guys go off. Cooper Cup in that Rams game where they just threw touchdowns everywhere. And then Alvin Kamara, who, you know, we touched on a little bit in the last episode, but he has the third most receptions in the league right now. He's a running back, people. He has the third most receptions right now. He's tearing it up. Um, and Robbie's team does it even with Eli Manning at the helm. So congrats to him. Um, still confident in my team. I think, I, you know, I have the second most points in the league. Um, but there was some crazy crazy matchups i think one thing is uh not to spoil everyone else's kind of topic but uh we were a pretty uh disappointing group uh this podcast was uh last week because we all lost in this league um so you know props to the rest of our league out there for for stepping up and actually getting some getting some wins um cj snuck one by in the uh in that toilet bowl there that that we were kind of hinted at uh kevin 81 points man i mean Patrick Mahomes almost had that in one game for me uh, a couple weeks ago. So when do I get to play Kevin? Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's our, like, that. everyone's bye week. You're like, all right, I got Kevin this week. I can bench people and be fine. Um, the sad but, part is he's active in the league. It's not like he just like leaves a team out there. Yeah. He's very active. <laughs> I know. Yeah, right. And it's that bad. Usually, you, it's that bad. You usually, see that it's like, oh, the guy doesn't pay attention or. He leaves a spot or two empty because of bye weeks or whatever. But, man, he – Kevin, I'm going to give you some free fantasy advice right here, free fantasy advice. So, so listen up here. You need running backs to also win in fantasy football. Um, I don't know if you knew that you're supposed to start running backs or not, but right now you have Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook who put up 6.1 points for you last week. Um, yeah, I know – and we're going to talk about this a little bit, a uh, little breaking news from some trades I know you're going to go for, Kevin. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll say the same thing after that trade. You need some running backs, man. Come on, man. Let's, let's go. We need more than 81 points. Um, Frank scored more than you this past week. So, um, and, you know, he drafted uh, Joe Flacco. Everyone but did. I guess the, everyone yeah, scored yeah, more than him. Everyone <laughs> did. Robbie almost, uh, Robbie almost doubled you, Kevin. So, let, let's get it going Thank here. Come on. Really almost doubled him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but a crazy week, uh, still, still a crazy league too. You know, the, the league for the most part, outside of the outliers of, of Robbie and, and Kevin being in the toilet, um, it, we're all right around there. We're all three and one, two and two or one and three. Uh, but Andy, what about you? What do you think? Lost to John. Uh, he deserved it being out. He just, his, uh, his running back 
Melvin Gordon and he had Amari Cooper go off. Even without getting many points from Russell Wilson, his his defense also scored 23 points. So I went into Monday down 25, threw a Hail Mary with Sammy Watkins, and he got hurt and ended up leaving the game. Uh, but I still broke 100. Everyone broke 100 except for the loser bowl of CJ and Kevin. So <laughs> good job, guys. Um, besides that, I played Robbie this week, and Robbie is a f- fucking powerhouse prepared to start two and three i've mentally prepared myself uh, i'm just gonna have to get my little losing streak out of the way now and then whoever i play uh in week six hopefully who do i play in week six let's see well oh, i play jordan i play jordan okay so that's a little match jordan jordan doesn't look bad uh he sold fuck josh gordon for someone who uh, if you keep listening you'll find out later <laughs> and, uh, yeah so i don't know that's a uh, trades it's going to be fun to talk about but as far as my weekends go i'm i'm prepared to go on a two-game losing skid here what about you d well um yeah um yeah I, I, i'm still <laughs> losing skid i'm not i'm not worried <laughs> per se like i'm 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 thinking about things you know my mind's running and i'm a little disappointed but i'm I, here you know what i i have i, I don't know what hit me yesterday but it's like the fountain of youth for fantasy i don't know something hit me and like i'm rejuvenated man my the ideas are flowing i'm ready to tackle this week so i'm gonna get a win hopefully but actually guaranteed a win (laughs) whoa you know what it's literally well i'm I'm playing i'm playing against a guy who started kelvin benjamin and frank gore so i hope i get a win (laughs) but you know this past week in the yahoo league i got I got George Kittle, that eighty-two yard touchdown. Uh yeah, that that hurt. Um, he didn't do too too much out of uh, outside of that. Um, uh, I believe. And then I put a little bit too much faith in the the Steelers Ravens game. I was expecting that because both of these offenses, I've been playing pretty well, uh, that that would continue and that there would be some points to be had, and uh, there were, but um, not by my players. Uh, so that happened, Ooh. and um, in my other league, yes, I did fall to zero and four, and and that's Ooh. fine, that's fine. Um, but I like I, I actually had a conversation with the four and zero team in our league, and he said he's scared to play my team, so that gave me a little bit more confidence as well, that you know there, my team still um, imposed fear on on others, so. Um, I'm not. I'm. I feel good. I'm playing actually in that league. I'm playing the other 0-4 team. So it's the battle uh, of the losers, like we had against uh, CJ and Kevin last week. So uh, hopefully I'll get my first win there. I believe I will. Uh, it should happen, and uh, looking forward to it. Uh, looking forward to this week. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a fun week, and um, I'm. I'm ready to get out of this slump I've had. You know, I'm. I'm ready. I'm back. I'm back. You know, I'm back to the old D for fantasy. Well, D, if you're trying to shake some things up and uh, you're really getting desperate here, uh, send me a trade or something. I think we can work something out. <laughs> I'm always, I'm always open. I'm always open, bro. You know. Well, all right. Uh, we did a little quick recap of our fantasy weekends. So let's talk about some notable things that are gonna happen this week in fantasy. Specifically, we got the PED boys. They coming back. They coming back. Z. 
Yeah. With a Z. <laughs> with a Z, yeah. <laughs> yes, with a Z. Um, they're coming back. We're talking about Mark Ingram, Julian Edelman, and maybe a little bit less notable, Robert Turpin. So, uh, Andy, um, I won't start with you. I'll start with John. <laughs> um, Plot twist. <laughs> John, tell me what you think about these notable uh, players coming back and their impacts for fantasy and uh, their teams going forward. All right, so I got two guys that I want to hit on. Before I do that, another guy that's coming back from a suspension that is not uh, relevant in fantasy because he's on the defensive side of the ball, Fontes Burfecht. Uh, he can go fuck himself. Uh, he needs to just be suspended <laughs> and banned from the league. He's the dirtiest Seriously, player in the league. Like, I don't see how he's not uh, been suspended for a whole year. He should, yeah, exactly. He is, he's legit dirty. Like they talk about a brotherhood and like, you know, you see guys like, like Andrew Luck will get hit and then he's like, hey, good hit, good hit. You know, cheering on the guys that are hitting him. But Fontes Perfect is a guy that goes out and I, I'm honestly intrigued to see how many roughing the passer penalties he gets this year. Like I bet, Jeez. I bet it's like five in this upcoming game. Uh, hopefully, because he's a, he's a guy that actually goes after and tries to hurt people. All right, sorry for the short rant there. Uh, two guys fantasy wise that I'm looking at. I think to, you know it's probably going to be you know I'm sorry if I take some of your guys. You guys are going to go out. I think they're the two most obvious ones. Julian Edelman uh, being the first one. Kind of talked about in the last episode. Uh, I, you know the the number one guy I think probably outside of Brady that's really happy to see him coming back is Robert Gronkowski. Um, Gronk's been double triple team just like AB over the last few weeks. And he needs someone to at least take some attention away. I think with Edelman and Gordon as well, kind of getting into it, you know Brady's going to have that next go-to guy there. Um, it hurts to say because I hate the Patriots, but I think Edelman being back is going to be big for them. Um, Patriots players always seem to do really well after they get suspended for something. They seem like they come back on fire. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think it's going to happen again. Um, and then just real quick, the other guy, I think, you know, we've talked, I've brought him up and we've brought him up over the last few weeks, uh, is, is Mark Ingram, uh, D's favorite, favorite guy. Um, you know, he's been drafting him, him. in the last 10 years in fantasy. I miss yeah. him on my teams. Um, man. That, that was like my good luck charm on <laughs> all my fantasy teams. That was one of the games. Yeah. That's why you're, that, that's why <laughs> you're off this year, man. Dude, that's why you're off. I need you Mark, draft Ingram. Mark Ingram. I, yeah. I need Mark Ingram um, back. You do. Mark Ingram. Let's give him back. Yeah. Make a trade offer. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Trade him. Andy. Um, He'll give up anything. <laughs> but I think, you know, look, Kamara has – he's proven. He's hes the guy. He's the running back in in uh, New Orleans. But Ingram's still – I think he's going to get back in. Maybe not this this first week. I think he, it'll take him a little bit to, to get into it. But I think they'll – and they'll start him off probably a little slow. But I think the Saints are, you know, kind of smart in the way that sometimes the Steelers aren't. Is I think they're going to try and expand Kamara's life. Uh, or NFL life and try and utilize Ingram because uh, Ingram has shown like, unless maybe that the, you know, that uh, father time has snuck up on him. I think he's going to come back and have a, a pretty good impact and probably be like a nice little flex player for you in fantasy. Um, so those are the two, the two guys that I'm uh, looking at. And now D uh, let's go over to Andy. Andy, what are you thinking? <laughs> I think that PED boys with a Z sounds <laughs> like the name of a hilarious boy band. And if Ingram, Edelman, and Turbin were this boy band named PED Boys, their uh, their number one album would be called Mustache or Pass. Uh, so I'm just going to do a real quick Mustache or Pass here. Um, 
Ingram, I'm going to pass. There's this and Kamara. Uh, there's just no room for him. He, he he got suspended. They had to fill his role, and they're not missing him right now. Edelman, um, stashing uh, and starting. He's just going to pick up from where he left off before he got hurt. He's going to produce in fantasy and on like the real NFL stat sheets. And Turbin, uh, I'm going to pass on Turbin. I think that the Colts want to pass the ball. Jordan Wilkins and Naheem Hines so far, uh, they haven't done a stellar job, but I don't think Turbin's good enough to come in and just take over that backfield. So I think it's going to be a running back by committee in Indianapolis. And I apologize for the boy band joke. It wasn't funny to you guys, but I thought it was fucking hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) No, I liked it. I liked it. Sure. I don't really give a shit what you think, CJ. I'm probably leaving me a voicemail right now. No, that's for me. Just don't even send a voicemail on it because I'm not going to listen to it. I don't give a fuck. So that was for me. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah. I mean, Mark Ingram, I, I miss you, buddy. Uh, my fantasy team is not the same without you. Um, and it's it's shown. It's, it's shown. Um, so, yeah. when uh, The thing that kind of – uh, had me hesitating on Ingram this year is because he was going to come back for one game and then they go to a bye. And so, like, you're missing five out of six games right there. And, like, that's half your fantasy season. So, like, I wasn't sure if the high draft capital for such a ta- talent was going to be worth it if you couldn't guarantee yourself being, like, uh, three and two uh, coming out of that bye week, you know? for Ingram we're coming into that bye week for Ingram so um I I, I do I, I miss him for fantasy purposes and I know that you guys sort of kind of touching on that you know Alvin Kamara is kind of like that that guy um but I think that you know it's kind of shown their offense has changed uh, a little bit this past you know these past four weeks compared to last season where um they were I believe ranked in the high teens as far as rushing goes last year and then their offensive passing was kind of ranked in the low teens to 20s. And then it's kind of flip-flopped where now they're like the ninth passing, most passing team and like low or mid middle of the pack as far as rushing goes. So it, I, I kind of feel that if Mark Ingram comes back that they'll flip-flop again and they'll have that running back that they can actually trust. It's not going to be Mike Gillisley coming off and trying to play um, in the first week and definitely not being Mark Ingram. Uh, Edelman, he'll be huge. Um, it may take that first week for him to get back into uh, a little bit of cohesion with Tom Brady just because it's a short week. They'll only have like two practices and probably one of those practices isn't going to be like a full practice. So it might be a little bit of time before they can kind of get things uh, moving again. Like I said, they'll have that mini bye week uh, coming out after this game. And then Robert Turbin. It's interesting for him because they really don't have the running back in Indy. That position of like kind of locked in stone they've been kind of flip-flopping dealing with injuries um i don't think he will be uh the starter or he'll have that much impact for fantasy purposes um i just think that backfield is just uh, like it's a just huge running back by committee and i try to avoid it as much as i can naeem hines yeah i think you could probably plug him into your flex position just because of all the catching he can do. And we saw that last week, uh, all the all the receptions that he had when Hilton was out. And we know that Hilton and Marlon Mack are going to be missing this Thursday night's game, as well as Jack Doyle. 
So there are going to be targets to be had. If you really need a running back for your flex position or just a a solid flex for this week, look at Naeem Hines. The other people I kind of thought about as far as coming back, uh, be on the lookout for Greg Olson. If he's kind of sitting in your waiver wires, um, pick him up because he should be coming back within the next couple weeks. Uh, try to stash him on your bench if you've got an open position. And uh, another guy that should be coming back uh, is uh, Devonta Freeman. And we've seen that uh, Tevin Coleman has kind of had some ups and downs as far as the first four weeks goes. And will Devonta Freeman uh, come back and just be the guy? Or will it be more of a 50-50 split? Um, and they have Ido Smith. And Ido Smith, and I was very impressed with him this past weekend. He, so, he showed some flash, and he's got some moves. He's, he's, he's pretty, uh, pretty fun to watch. So, yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much it for um, the PED boys and some other notable players to keep a lookout for. Um, I want to talk about some Trey Bonanzas that happened, <laughs> or maybe just the Trey Bonanza that happened in our league. Big day. It was a huge day, and um, I kind of want to start off with a little accident I had. Um, it, this kind of um, just goes to show you shouldn't be uh, fantasy fantasying while you drive. Um, so no. I, I kind of forgot uh, that you know oh, we have a <laughs> we have a three commissioner setup in our league, and um, for trades. Uh, just to make them go faster so there's no like real waiting period just if a trade goes through a commissioner reviews it they accept it or deny it if they feel that if they feel that there's collusion then we'll kind of come together and uh discuss it but um while i was looking at a first trade kind of popped up and while i was looking at it i was driving down the road and didn't realize where my thumb was on my phone and accidentally hit disallow trade and was kind of confused when I didn't see the trade anymore. And so I went to the transaction, saw that CJ and Kevin tried to make a trade this uh, morning and um, I quickly rectified it and um, uh, ad dropped their players because we all have normal day jobs and had to fix it. So I got their trade through, nothing to worry about. But we had a lot of other trades after this one took off. We had, I, I'm not even sure. How, Andy, how many trades did we have? In four trades in eight hours, eight and a half hours. It's crazy. It's crazy. Some people not doing their jobs today. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's always like that. They're like, oh, CJ and Kevin, tra- I should, why am I not trading? I should be trading. Yeah. I've been looking for on the weeks. phone. You're like, sell, sell, sell. I told you to sell, goddammit. You go crazy. <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, just tell me, what do you think about some of the no, uh, some of the trades that happened in our league? Uh, do you want me to to run down uh, the list of transactions? Andy, do you um, want to run through them, and John and I will kind of recap as well. Can do that. Um, yeah. So after CJ traded Adrian Peterson to Kevin for Will Fuller, um, right there. What do you guys think about? That one, because I think that was that both. It's sort of like a risky bet either way, uh, so I think that was a pretty, uh, pretty fair trade. You know, I was kind of surprised about it. Uh, what I think is funny is that both guys uh, might be hurt this week and not even play. 
Um, so it's kind of trading for the future almost. Um, you know, I, I think CJ might have been listening to the podcast a little a little much because I know some of us, including myself, were a little down on Adrian Peterson yeah. saying, I don't know, I'm not buying yeah. it. And I think he took that advice and, and got a solid uh, number two receiver with some big upside. And then there's Kevin, who I think is just trying to go for that 0-5 this week. He needs week running and, backs. He has <laughs> He does. He, he does. Really I already did. called him out saying he had 6.1 points this week. So he did. He does need running back. So I definitely understand it. I think it's a good trade for him. I think there's other receivers out there that you can pick up that, uh, you know, can can fill in for what you had at Will Fuller. So I, I think, you know, like D, I think you said, I think it's a good trade uh, if they both play. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Um, both players coming off injuries. AP's not practicing yet. Um, and, and we kind of were afraid of this, you know, um, he couldn't hold up because I was saying for two weeks there, you know, his, his total touch rate would have put him at number three in the league. And that, like I said, that's Le'Veon Bell numbers. Like it's, it's crazy. And like, and they're coming out of a bye and he's not practicing granted. Hey, it's Wednesday. Veterans usually have off. So maybe it was that, but still like, you don't want to see that, you know, at least light practice, not, not nothing at all. And um, then Will Fuller, you know, it was a notable hamstring injury. Um, they held him out, and he wasn't going to come back into this game. They really needed him. And, um, well, actually, maybe they really didn't because the, the Colts played for a loss in that game. So um, it's not like they really <laughs> needed uh, Will Fuller for that. But it's a notable injury. Uh, it, you never want to have players with hamstring injuries injuries on your team uh <clears throat> cough cough Leonard Fournette um you kind of want to try to avoid those things so um I think it could be uh I think Will Fuller in my opinion probably has a better upside rest of the season um I always like to have running backs but in this case Will Fuller just might make me feel a little bit more comfortable as long as you know he can get uh they can treat this hamstring injury in not rush him back out because we saw Kiki. Woo. Kiki. Kiki. Do you love me? He put in some work. He put in some work this Hell weekend. Yeah. And um, I tried to get him in, in, in one of my leagues and it didn't work. So, because somebody else uh, outbid me. I don't know. I don't know what anybody else bid, but I, I wasn't, I didn't have enough to, to try to warrant it. So, anyways. Uh, Andy, you have anything else to add? No. 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 <laughs> I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say. Fast forward three hours, and Brian starts wheeling and dealing, uh, and he traded Isaiah Crowell to Navy Mike for Kenyon Drake. And Oof. all I have to say about this one is that's like trading a giant douche for a turd sandwich. I hate, <laughs> I hate both these guys. I would have no interest in either of them being on my team. At least Crowell gets has a couple touchdowns this year. Drake's just garbage. I don't think he has much upside. So I don't know. Not much, to, not much to say about that one, boys. Yeah, so this was the Navy trade. Obviously, there was definitely some some inside conversations going on there. But like you said, uh, here's some fun stats for you guys. Uh, you know how, how much I love stats. This past week, Isaiah Crowell went off with four carries for no yards. <laughs> okay? Kenyon Drake also, also went off three attempts for three yards. So, um, yeah. I don't know. They trade. They traded backups for backups. 
uh, I guess you got to just try and hope for the upside on either guy if you're kind of making that deal because I really don't think either guy is uh, too excited. I think Drake's, uh, he's been disappointing. You know, a lot of people kind of went into this year looking, saw, saw what he did last year um, after Jay Ajayi got traded. And saw so like, okay, there's some upside there. He could be one of those top running backs in the league. And uh, three, three for three, uh, is not going to cut it. Yeah, I, uh, I'll put in Brian's words um, of his own <laughs> trade. He said, "Trash for trash, with one tra- trash pile having higher upside." Um, I don't disagree with them on that. I do think Kenyon Drake yeah. has a higher upside, but at this point in time, like what are they doing with their, their running game? And why aren't they utilizing him more? Um, I, I know that, you know, they're up against the Patriots, but like, I mean, this guy's super electric. He's a younger guy, but do you think it was just a product of what happened in that game? Do you think that, you know, Adam Gase, you know, this hard line, uh, coach who likes to kind of go against the grain and maybe he just decided he wanted to use veterans because they're more reliable in certain situations because they're down. Maybe he, he feels that Frank Gore is just a better pass protector because he's the, the veteran, you know, it's just, it was just kind of weird. What happened was what's happened to Drake this, this year. And I, I listened to other podcasts. People were like, Oh, Adam Gase hates him. I don't think he hates Kenyon Drake, but it is just really odd. What's happened because he did really well last year. I was kind of a, I was hesitant to, to ever use him, or I'm not even sure if I had him on my team, any of my teams, but I was kind of hesitant of his production just because I thought he was a slider back um, and was worried about injuries with him. But it it is weird that they're just not using him. Yeah. And Crowell, uh, I mean, I don't know, Jets. It should be Bilal Powell. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. Jets. It should be Bilal Powell's backfield. Because he's the most versatile, but anytime he gets the the chance, it just doesn't happen. It like takes that he has to have somebody in front of him. They get injured, then he can blow up. He can't just be the guy. Yeah, it's so strange. With I him. mean, this is both of their last years in New York, anyways, because that's Le'Veon's backfield next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's going to Indy. That's fine. Anywhere but here. This is one of my fantasy teams. <laughs> <laughs> all right and so a few more hours to three o'clock and brian makes another trade with jordan where brian gets josh gordon and kenny stills this is another trade i would want i'd want no part of you i could see the allure of wanting josh gordon but i'm in the same boat as jordan whereas i want nothing to do with him i think he could come out and do awesome but i think there's probably a better chance that he comes out and does nothing uh so jordan got kenny stills for him and brian took a gamble shocking yeah you know i agree um this is one of those maybe trading for upside maybe trading for that that comfortable type of of picking in stills like hoping he's a little more consistent for you compared to gordon uh i I wasn't i wasn't big on either of these guys coming into the year uh now i think I still think Josh Gordon, if he stays off the lead, can can at least be like a big touchdown guy. I think for Brady, um, but I think you know I think it's a fine deal for for both of them. Um, both guys, I think, trying to you know change some things up. Kenny Stills, we haven't seen him put up the numbers um, since week one, really. Uh, you know, he's had some okay games the last two weeks, but um, you know, I think I think it's a good deal for both guys, honestly. 
Yeah, uh, Brian's notes on this uh, really depends on Edelman's role in the offense. And still, Stills will get more targets slash Gordon will be the home run ball. Um, yeah, okay. That's his notes. Nothing else. Um, my, my thoughts on this. Uh, I really didn't care about it. You know, it didn't really cross my mind that much. I, I, you look at Josh Gordon and you want him to be the Josh Gordon from five years ago. But we don't know if he can be it. You know, we, we don't know how prolific he can be in this offense. Um, we're still waiting for it, and he's been dealing with his hamstring injury, and it looks like it's for real, that uh, he's actually have a, he has a legit hamstring. And like I said for Will Fuller, is if he's going out there, there's chances that he could re-injure it and could lose time. So very risky on that part, but he could be uh, the touchdown scorer, the big playmaker that we've seen before. Kenny Stills, I really wanted him um, at the beginning of the season. I like him as a flex wide receiver, and I do feel like he'll be more of the dependable wide receiver in this trade. Um, but you don't know with that offense because you don't know what to make of it. They were 3-0, and but it was kind of a suspect 3-0. So we don't know what to really make of Miami um, up until this point. So that's my thoughts. All right, so the last trade of the day was myself and John, and I traded Jordan Howard to him for on Johnson. And what's funny about this is I wanted to trade for on Johnson last week. So I looked him up to see who had him, and it was John. And guess who I played? John. So you obviously <laughs> aren't going to make a trade and then play each other. So I had to wait a week. Um, we, we, we talked about trading David Johnson and Melvin Gordon a little bit, uh, but I don't think either of us would have really pulled the trigger on something like that so we settled on jordan howard for carry on johnson i'm pretty happy with it i think cohen's taking over the backfield in chicago and i think johnson's gonna run away no pun intended with the backfield in detroit you know andy i'm not gonna lie i first saw this and i shook my head a little bit for you um you know jordan howard has run for over a thousand yards in the last two years uh each season and Johnson is a guy that's on a, on a passing offense. Um, and with a guy like, you know, Theo Riddick uh, being that that receiving running back, similar to, you know, what he's always been there and kind of like a James White. Um, now, Johnson, like, I, you know, if this was a keeper league, I would say nice trade. I, I really like this uh, this one with Johnson going forward. You know, he he had his, his season high so far is 16 touches, 16 rushes in a game. And that was uh, not this past week, but the week before against New England. Um, did break 100 yards. I think uh, I'm not I'm not there yet to say Cohen. Like you, you you said, like Cohen's the lead guy there. I don't think he is yet. I think Hort, or, uh, Howard has been kind of banged up a little bit. They're they're down. They were just throwing everywhere last week, so you know he really didn't have to run. Um, I'm actually this is this is the one that I'm most this trade. This is the uh, trade I'm most intrigued by uh, out of all of them. It really kind of seeing how this one plays out. I really am. Um, Still kind of iffy on it, but uh, I'm interested to see. You know, uh, I I wish you guys would have pulled the the blockbuster deal just to, you know, have even more excitement towards this trade. But uh, it's may, maybe down the road, right? So, um, D, what do you think? Yeah. Um, at first glance, you know, seeing Jordan Howard be 
such a highly coveted running back at the beginning of the season. You know, Matt Nagy in this offense kind of uh, instilling hopes in, you know, past and, you know, future uh, Jordan Howard owners around draft time saying, hey, he's going to be the bell cow back for us. He's going to be, you know, that Kareem Hunt in this offense. We're going to use him on third downs. We're going to use him in the passing game. And they got away from him this past weekend. Granted, Trubisky lit it up, six tutties. We all know how that went. And I just don't think that they really needed to utilize him. So I I feel that Howard will rebound um, after they come out of their bye week. But I love carry-on. Carry-on looks great when he gets his opportunities. And John, to your point, this is a passing offense. And maybe it's a little bit of Matthew Stafford sabotage that we don't see more running game in Detroit. Um, but, you know, we, we, always, we always see it. And it's been since, you know, Reggie Bush, they had a 100-yard rusher. Um, and even that, uh, a 1,000-yard rusher uh, in Reggie Bush. So and that was five years ago. So I, I want to see Carrion do it because he looks good. And I think he could even take over Theo Riddick's role as far as the pass catching goes because some of the catches he, he does get an opportunity uh, to snag that he looks good when he does it. So I, I, I want to see him do it, and I think he can, but... Um, like I said, the Stafford sabotaging them, you know, audibling into passing <laughs> plays so they can pad his stats a little bit. He owns himself in fantasy. Or is it Jim Bob Cooter? He just doesn't want to run the ball, you know? Okay. So I, 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 I can see the upside and carry on. And I just I feel like it was just one down week for Jordan Howard. Um, I'll, I'll, I forgot to kind of read uh, Brian's notes, but here's Brian's notes. Uh, will Detroit keep using Johnson, and will Chicago keep airing it out, or is it a one-time deal? Detroit's last 1,000-yard rusher, Reggie Bush, 2013. Brian, I stole this from you. <laughs> um, <laughs> before that was Kevin Jones. That is a that is a name. Kevin Jones, Kevin Jones yeah. man. Virginia Tech uh, running back. Um, in 2004, Howard has done it in the past two years. Um, also of note, uh, I was looking this up because I wanted to kind of see what the splits were for Detroit. Carry on Johnson, 38 attempts, 216 yards, 5.7 yards in attempt. One touchdown. McGarrett Blunt, 35 attempts, 95 yards, 2.7 yards a carry. No touchdowns. Now, I understand the Garrett Blunt, Matt Patricia, had a little bit of relationship in New England, and maybe he feels like he owes it to him a little bit. But give the ball to carry on, dude. He is electric. And that's my thoughts. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, it definitely took a bit of a gamble on him, but I have DJ and TJ Yeldon. Uh, starting, so I felt like oh. I was I was good to make a gamble. Yeldon might be a starter the rest of the season. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, I know, I did, <laughs> but he I has a potential. All three of them. Dude, I wanted him. I was so mad. You like, I gotta take him. I was like, oh god. 
I drafted him in all three leagues, and people made fun of me. But I would not. I, would, I wasn't even gonna I, touch Fournette. I man. knew it was a good pick as soon as you made it. I was like, God, I wanted him. <laughs> well, all right. Um, speaking of trades, um, I wanted to kind of continue down this line of thought. I wanted to talk about trade targets and potentially players that you're thinking about buying or players that you would want to be selling around this time. So, John, if you're ready, I want to start with you. Who's one guy that you think you would be buying in fantasy and one guy that you would want to be selling? All right, so my the first thing that I thought of if I'm trying to buy someone, um, it would be Gronk. Now, I've talked a lot about Gronk over this episode and last episode, so I don't want to continue to go there, and I have him, so I just seem biased. Um, so another guy that I think that I would try be trying to buy right now is Keenan Allen. Brian talked about in the last episode uh, of one of his early surprise uh, MVP votes would be for Phillip Rivers because he's airing it out, he's tearing it up, and Keenan Allen is he's a stud. I know he he's, he started uh, he started uh, pretty pretty slow this year, but he's a guy that is going to rack up, you know, seven, eight, ten plus catches a game eventually for you. He's going to start scoring. You know, teams were kind of doubling him and having that safety over top on him um, early on here. But I think we've seen, you know, Mike Williams step up and all these other targets now that, that Philip Rivers has. So I think Keenan Allen, I would try and buy buy him. I think people might be trying to sell him, you know, a little lower than normal. So Keenan Allen's a guy I'm buying. If there's a guy that I am selling, though, and I've always been big on him, but, I, you know, I'm kind of getting nervous with all the injuries lately, is Devont- Devontae Freeman. You know, I know he's coming back. Um, but I think, you know, with that backfield, we already know, you know, um, Coleman back there and – He's he's awesome as as a number two back, and they split time already. So Coleman already takes carries. But then, D, you mentioned him earlier, Smith. You know, I was watching the Falcons game this past week, uh, this past weekend, and I'm like, oh, nice. Tevin Coleman got another catch, uh, or K- Coleman got another nice run. And then I saw it, and it's Smith, you know, stealing stealing carries from him. So they have three backs out there now. They're already a passing offense as it is. Uh, you know, if I'm a Devontae Freeman owner, I might be starting to think about selling him before – you know, he's injured again, or he is really losing more and more touches and try and get something for him before, you know, he just becomes another rotation guy. What do you guys think? That I'm buying is Drano Allison in Green Bay. Uh, he's on pace and on pace doesn't mean anything. It's never like it never works out this way. But for argument's sake, he's on pace for over 100 targets, uh, around 75 perception receptions about 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns, and Randall Cobb is dealing with a hamstring injury. Does that sound familiar? Leonard Fournette owners. Um, (laughs) Yes. The dude can play. Uh, We've seen that so far. So I think you can still buy low on him. He might even be on your waiver wire. Uh, So I would be targeting Geronimo Allison right now, and a player that I am definitely selling is Calvin Ridley. Um, I I don't think he can keep this up. There's... So with uh, with the way that that like offense is with Julio Jones and Muhammad um, Sanu, and then you got him, and then you got Devonta Freeman. I just I think there's not enough ball to go around. He's not going to keep up this pace. Julio is hasn't had a Julio game yet. I guess kind of week one he did, but 
he's there's going to be a couple games where he goes off and everyone sort of forgets about Calvin Ridley. So uh, sell high now while you can. I wanted to say Keenan Allen, but John took him, <laughs> and that's fine. Sorry, buddy. But one guy I think I want to buy, and even though he maybe got injured and he's not playing this Thursday, is T.Y. Hilton. And if it's anything, I think the reason why you should buy him is because, hey, he still hasn't been playing up to the caliber that we've seen of him of late. Um, and But the fact of the matter is, is that the Colts, they can't run. And he's their best receiver. He's their best option. And Andrew Luck likes to throw to him. So I think that it may be a really good opportunity to buy him now because he's injured the team that has him probably is looking for somebody to fill in and i think it'd be a great opportunity to try to snag him and he'll have like i said before um about the the patriots players that you know he'll have a mini buy as well so he can get healthy um he'll have basically almost two weeks to kind of come back uh from this injury and um the person who i'd be selling Interesting enough, and it's not like a bad thing as far as regression, but Patrick Mahomes. And this is kind of surprising, but I think that the for fantasy purposes, I think that the QB market is so good that if you can find the options in waivers, that you might be able to kind of win somebody over with Patrick Mahomes. Granted, he could still just put up some more ridiculous numbers and you don't want to miss out on that. I understand it. But depending on what the offer is, if you can get a higher-valued running back, a higher-valued wide receiver, because you can only start one QB and you can start multiple of the others, especially if you have a flex position, I would definitely consider it just because you could diversify yourself that much more and fill in with the streaming QB uh, that you might uh, be able to fill in with. That throw you guys off with that one? <laughs> Ooh, man. You know, I'm not going to lie. I, I disagree with both of you guys uh, on selling some, uh, Ridley or Mahomes, but, hey, uh, no one is off limits for my team uh, to the rest of our league. So if someone wants Mahomes, send me an offer. I'm sorry. Ridley, his his targets and playtime are less than Sanu's. He just happens to kind of get the touchdowns when you when you least expect. It. He's had five in three games. Okay, so where uh, definitely uh, where Julio hasn't had five in like two years. Julio doesn't score touchdowns. Yeah, they have the it touchdowns. Makes no have to sense. It makes and no sense. His I, I target rate for like five years in fantasy. Trust me, he doesn't score touchdowns, but that offense. Why do you keep drafting him then? I don't. He's a keeper, and oh, just get me riled up. <laughs> Dude, he's good for like a couple forty-point games a year, though. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, when exactly. he does, score have three hundred yards. Yeah, he has, he has thirty catches, three hundred yards for no touchdowns. <laughs> oh God. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I'm, but seriously, it's Mah- ninety-nine. Mahomes is just like if you can get the value as, as far as diversifying yourself. You could get, you know, if you could get it. I'm not saying I would want to. I wanted him on my team, so I just couldn't get him. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So um, continuing on, I guess this is like this is a trade episode, right? 
I wanted to kind of talk to you guys about some of your trade strategies. You don't have to give up any of your secrets, but kind of talk about um, things that kind of go through your minds when you're reviewing trades, when you're looking for trades, um, whether you're usually a buying type of player, whether you're usually trying to sell. Um, I'll go up first, uh, just because um, I think that I'm actually one of the people who doesn't like to trade that often, but I think it's because I'm, I never want to sell my players too short. Um, I do know when there are players that I think have bad situations coming up, maybe I'll want to try to get away from them, but I never want to sell my players too short. Um, I always have belief in my teams and maybe that's why, you know, I, I don't do too many trades. Um, typically I value the running back position a lot more than I do the wide receiver position. So if I'm doing a one for one type of deal, I'd rather be receiving the running back than the receiver. Um, just because John, I know you kind of touched on it earlier that wide receivers, you kind of fill in from the waiver wires usually. So um, I would probably want to do that. And then uh, tight ends, I, I wouldn't, I'd try to avoid them in, in trades. If I, if I have a tight end, usually I would never because I don't draft them. But um, I'd only try to acquire one of the top three tight ends because everybody else is just, you know, roulette wheel. You know, who's going to be, you know, the top in the top five because you just really don't know. Um, so that's really it. Um, as far as trade strategies for me, I, like I said, I, I'm usually, I usually don't try to buy. I'm, I'm always welcome to sell. If you know, welcome to trade. Maybe not sell my players, but I'm usually welcome, welcoming the trades, and um, I'll always kind of give my reasonings as to why I might not think that it's a good deal for me. Um, I, I don't, I'm not sure if people like that about me, but you know, I, I just, I'm not always willing to just jump into trades. Um, I'm very cautious when it comes to that. Yeah, you know, DI, I'm kind of right there with you and, and agree. I, <laughs> I'm i always so interested in trades and, and, you know, want to trade and I'm looking at different, you know, teams and trying to figure out, you know, how can we work a trade out and then it comes down to it and then I just always, I'm like, ah, nah, I'm good. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I have made some some bigger trades in the past and everything still, and um, but it, it definitely takes a lot. I think I... You know, I always want to, I guess, maybe hold out a little too much hope for the team that I have. And I always feel like uh, I get <laughs> pretty shitty offers, too. And, you know, just something ridiculous uh, anyways. But then, um, you know, we'll kind of talk about it. And then it just ends up never happening. But kind of what I look at is, you know, where am I trying to evaluate my team, you know, about a quarter, half, you know, like probably a quarter, I guess, in fantasy um, through the season. And I say, okay, you know, where am I shallow at position wise and where am I deep? And then try and see if I can maybe find a team that matches up with me, but opposite. So, you know, try and just even both teams out because I think if you're really making trying to make a run for the playoffs, um, you know, depth isn't really going to help you in the playoffs. You know, you don't have a guy that you can bring in off the bench halfway through the game. So you just need to go for it at that point if you're really trying to make a you know that late playoff push and just try and say okay I'm going to sacrifice some some depth here and try and get this big guy to to help me make a big playoff push. Um, but it's you know everyone's different with it. Um, D, you said you're not a big fan of tight ends and I drafted Gronkowski, so it's it's really teach their own. Um, but I think 
you know, really just trying to, you need to try and look at it from both sides too and try and see, okay, what does this person actually need? Unless, you know, maybe you have some people, you know, D and I are in another league and we have a guy that just <laughs> every year just gets ripped off. And I don't know how it happened, but he continues to get ripped off over he does and it over, to himself. over again. <laughs> yeah, it, it's ridiculous. And he's usually the one offering those deals. Um, exactly. So like, okay, fine. Like, he, he's the yeah. person who sells short on his team. And like, I'm just yeah, yeah, way too just, cautious about that. You know? Yeah. You know, there's people that panic after two weeks and then there's people that are holding out hope until the last week. So. Uh, I'm definitely more of that holding out hope. Andy, what about you? Uh, my trade strategy is to trade all my bad players for all their good players. Whoa, breaking <laughs> news. <laughs> I never thought of that. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, my trade, my, here's my trade tip. Everyone has, you know, dep- you're, what you need and what you do is going to vary from year to year. Uh, so I don't have like a hold fast rule that I follow every year except for the golden rule and that is don't make a trade just for the sake of making a trade yeah sometimes people it gets stagnant and you just feel like you need to shake things up but it's you know it's week four and you've probably lost all your matchups by around 10 points like you don't need to make a trade everything's going to be fine um you know so that's that's my tip no i like that one that's a good one for sure for sure for sure all right, I think that's going to wrap up the fantasy portion of this podcast. Now let's move on to pickums. And again, we are amazing. We need like a vomit <laughs> soundbite. <laughs> We're so bad. I'll get that for next week. I'll get that for next week because literally we'll be just as bad again. Um, I believe each and every one of us lost our picks. 0-2 cross the board. I'm still in the league somehow. And John is still in the league with two wins. He's two and five. Yep. Andy, you're one and six. Brian is one and six. And me, just like my fantasy teams, I'm always seven. Um, I'm 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 not worried. I am not worried. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm good. I'm good. Relax. <laughs> All right. Um, let's uh, go over. Uh, our pickums for this upcoming week five. Um, I'll I'll start off with Brian. Uh, Brian picked Miami over Cincy for his upset. Uh, Andy, I'll throw it to you. Who's your upset pick for this week? Is Arizona playing in San Fran? Uh, I think Arizona finally gets their first win. They got DJ. They got Fitz. Um, at some point, you know. Josh, the rookie quarterback is going to be able to to pull off a win. They're not going to go in sixteen. They have to win at some point. San Francisco is a banged up team. Uh, it's a division game. I like the Cardinals here. Okay. So, I am going to go with a team that has only had one win basically the last two years. I'm going with the Browns. I think the Browns at home yes. are going to take take down Baltimore. Maybe it's a little hope because the Steelers need some help now. Uh, but I actually think – I think Baker has a has a bigger game. I, I don't trust Baltimore. I still really don't. I know Jimmy Smith is one of those uh, PED boys coming back uh, for their defense. Yep. But I, I still think Cleveland – this isn't this isn't our, our generation's Cleveland. I think that they're going to win games, actually. And I think this is one of them. I think Cleveland wins at home. I like it. All right. I'm sorry, Philly fans. I'm picking <laughs> against you. 
I'm going with Minnesota. Um, reason being, they're coming off of, again, like I said, it, the mini-buy. I know they're traveling to, to Philly, and I think this game might be a little bit of a high, higher-scoring one. I won't think it, it'll be like uh, L.A. versus Minnesota last week, but uh, I think both offenses will do pretty well. Um, and the defense for Minnesota and kind of a little bit of the defense for Philly haven't been up to kind of some of our original expectations for both of them um, as compared to last year. So I just think that it'll be a higher scoring game and it'll be a close one. And I just think that it'll be a fun one to watch as well. Uh, I'm just going to pick Minnesota to, to come out on top in this one. All right. Sunday night. We have <laughs> nice. We have Dallas versus the Houston Texans, and Brian has chosen the Dallas Cowboys to beat the Houston Texans this Sunday. Andy, I'm coming back at you. Who are you picking this Sunday night? Give me Dallas. Man, a few words. All right, John. <laughs> Uh, look, there's going to be a shakeup in our, in our podcast standings, I think, because I'm taking Houston. I think Houston at home gets it. <laughs> I've been trying to buy them every single week and I'm hoping, you know, maybe, maybe Dallas will pull a Colts and just give them a win. Uh, like they did last week. So I'm going Houston. I think Deshaun goes off. Wow. Um, wow. Oof. This is tough. <laughs> I don't want to pick tough. either one of these teams. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk my w- way into to one of these teams by the end of this because I don't know who I want to pick yet. Um, <laughs> Houston, their offense looked pretty good, albeit against the Indianapolis Colts. They're gonna they're probably gonna be down Wolf Fuller this game. Uh, their defense, I uh, was probably expecting a little bit more out of them, but cornerbacks are hurt. With the hurt, Will Fuller, uh, they do have Kiki, though. Dallas, pretty strong at the cornerback position this season. Offense looked a little bit better. They got Zeke going in the passing game. A little bit different from the previous years. Um, Cole Beasley did pretty well last week. I'm going with the Cowboys, yeah. I think I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Uh, (laughs) Just because I think that... Where Houston's kind of weak at right now, Dallas. Maybe it'll take. Maybe I don't. I have no idea. I'm just gonna pick Dallas. I can't. I can't. I can't fudge my way through that. <laughs> just going Dallas. Give me Dallas. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's go Texans. So, wrapping it up. Um, we're gonna go with the game to watch. Brian's game to watch. John, you already touched on it earlier. His game to watch is Baltimore Cleveland guessing he's expecting some kind of similar result to you. I'm hoping that Cleveland will win, um, even though that will put them ahead of us. But we need to bring back Baltimore and Cincy uh, to to us. So I'm, I'm guessing that's where he's going with that. Andy, what's your game to watch? Obviously, the Jaguars and the Chiefs. <laughs> Got the bet number one offense versus the number one defense. Uh, Patrick Mahomes will be there too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's going to be a good time. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to come down to earth a little bit, but I think he is also going to uh, 
hang some big plays on the Jaguars. Uh, even with that secondary and that pass rush, Tyreek Hill and um, Kareem Hunter just way too good. Uh, but the Jaguars' pass rush is just way too good. So I think there's going to be some exciting plays. Um, it'll be fun to watch when Mahomes is out there against uh, Calais Campbell and company. So if you watch one game this weekend, it should probably be that game. I like it. <clears throat> I'm definitely going to be tuning in there, uh, no question. Um, but I knew you were going to go there, so I'm going to go with probably where everyone knows where you know I'm going to go already, uh, Atlanta at Pittsburgh. And look, this isn't even a, a bias game really here. This is a desperation game, I think, for, for both teams a little bit. Must win. Um, two teams that have had great offense, but no defense. And both defenses are missing big players on their team. You know, It's definitely injury. Both teams are injury prone. Um, you know, for the Steelers, yeah, it's Shazier, but they have, you know, Mike Hilton. He's actually big in our defense and, and our defense is bad, but he definitely makes some plays for us. Um, both of these teams are, you know, really underperforming right now. They were supposed to both be really at top of their divisions or at least battling for the, for the top of their division. And, you know, they have quarterbacks that are still putting up godly numbers, but they can't stop anybody. So, you know, I, I know. Pittsburgh is favorited here. Um, I'm nervous about it. <laughs> you know, fantasy-wise, if you have any offensive players in these games, start all of them. Uh, my one league, I, I'm thinking about starting Julio, Hooper, and Sanu. Um, probably a little crazy, but, you know, look, it's neither of these teams can stop anybody. I think Ridley has a good game. We're going to get to see that. Maybe I'll go to the game and, and check out Ridley, you know, catching touchdowns and Julio not catching any. <laughs> a big game. Good one. Good one. All right. Um, mine's going to be a divisional matchup between the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions. Um, reason I'm picking this game is, hey, it's, it's a divisional matchup, and we're going to see two really good quarterbacks go against each other. And I'm hoping, for fantasy purposes, for both of my teams, Aaron Rodgers, throw a lot of touchdowns, please. Um that this will be a high-scoring game, um, and I don't. Uh, I'm not really scared as far as Green Bay's defense. Uh, they've been pretty bad this entire season, um, except for last week against the Bills. Uh, Detroit, same thing. Defense kind of suspect outside of the Patriots game, and yeah, I think this is going to be one to watch, similar to the. Falcons Steelers game. I don't know what the uh, projected score in this game is. Let me check that out real quick. Um, 51. So, yeah, at Vegas thinks this is going to be a high scoring game as well. Uh, so, yeah, that's my game to watch. And I think that's going to wrap it up for us on the Fantasy Podcast. We'll catch y'all next weekend. And I uh, hope you guys have fun. You win your games in fantasy. Um, if you want Thank to. You, Kevin. <laughs> you kevin um if you want to please stick around we're gonna have a sponsor at the end of the show listen to them they support the podcast they help us bring you this content for free each and every week and we hope you continue to listen thanks for stopping by this episode of fourth and gold is brought to you by yenzer light do you like beer of course you do do you like water i hope so if you want to survive in this world why not have both Yenzer Light is a refreshing American-style pilsner brewed right here using water directly from the Ohio River. Are you the type of guy that drinks 35 beers in a sitting? 
Yinzer Light is the beer for you. This isn't one of your hipster craft brews with fruit and kale and shit in it. If I wanted that, I would have had a salad and fruit bowl for dinner. This beer is for you and the boys during game day. Whether that game day be your son's Little League Wednesday night doubleheader or damn Steelers playing on a crisp fall Sunday afternoon. Either way, it's a surefire way to have a great time with great people. Yinzer Light, the beer brewed by the people for the people. Thank you, Yinzer Light, for sponsoring this, uh, this, this episode. Welcome to the 4th and Gold Podcast. We're Andy, Brian, John, and Dee bringing you headlines from this past weekend's football games as well as some fantasy football banter. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor, as well as most other podcasting services. Thanks for listening.